Good morning. Good morning, Daphne. Happy Sunday and welcome to all of our viewers and listeners for Perfectly Planted. This is our another episode of our Sunday Seedlings and we're so excited to have you here today. Our topic and the focus of discussion is around sleep and how do we sleep deep? And I know you all have made comments on what a cutie little puppy that is <laughs> sleeping deep, but it's so important for us to all really have good, good sleep. I know we're not going to really cover this, this topic can go many different ways and there's so much to cover. And so as we go through, it's essentially going to be a rapid fire conversation uh, with Daphne and I. And if there are questions or comments, please go ahead and put them in the chat or the comment section and we'll be sure to get to them either after this podcast or during our next Sunday seedling. So Daphne, are we ready to go? Here's our rapid fire. Awesome. So let's talk about why is sleep so important? Because oftentimes I think we totally deprioritize it. Well, Vesame, that question could be an hour long discussion on its own. (laughs) Um, Sleep is essential and it's an essential function that allows your body and your mind to recharge. It leaves you refreshed. It leaves you alert and it allows you to wake up. And it's funny that we're having this conversation after daylight savings time because (laughs) I don't know if it's the time change or the fact that I'm taking some steroids after my dental procedure, but I'm a little off kilter from not sleeping well last night. Mm -hmm. And so lack of sleep, you know, it can not only contribute to that foggy brain that you get or your lack of ability to focus, Mm -hmm. but for those of us that are also trying to prevent or manage any type of chronic disease, it can also contribute to challenges with things like weight maintenance or just balancing your metabolism Mm -hmm. or managing conditions that you may already have, such as high blood pressure or diabetes. So as I said, um, there are a lot of physiologic reasons why sleep is important. There are, you know, some evolutionary history as to why, if you think about it, we spend so much time sleeping and there, you know, it's interesting. And I would refer you to uh, Dr. Matthew Walker's website, where he actually has a book about why we sleep, but we're the only mammal that actually deprioritizes sleep. So if you think about it, most animals, when they sleep, they sleep and they rest and they rest for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Whereas we tend to look at sleep as something that we can sacrifice. That's right. And, and there's, it's, I think it's also a cultural thing. We'll definitely have to maybe address that in another Mm -hmm. episode, because I think that, you know, there's many other cultures around the world that do prioritize sleep, do prioritize mindfulness, do prioritize some of the other things that we kind of put on the back burner. Um, So yeah, let's definitely talk to that in a different episode. But so let's talk about how many hours we should sleep because there's so many, everybody's like, oh, I only need four, which is, you know, we all know that that four hours is that full cycle of REM. Um, and then you also have uh, people that are like eight, some people are like 10. And then everybody, there's lots of people I think I know that are like, six is perfect. I'm like, okay. So let's talk about what, how many hours do we really need? Um, another great question. And so I'll be honest with you, I'm one of those people, you know, I, I'd probably say 10, 15 years ago that wore it as a badge of honor that I don't need to sleep. Sleep isn't important. And, 
you know, less sleep was a sign that I'm busier, more productive, and that can probably be further from the truth. And I, and I think I've learned that just as I've gotten more gray hair and a little bit wiser. So there are no official national guidelines related to how much sleep we need or how much sleep we should get. But multiple organizations have developed recommendations, and that's what I'm sharing on this slide. And these are from the National Sleep Foundation. So as you can see, sleep requirements change as we age. And uh, you can see that when we're younger, we tend to need more sleep. And as we age, we tend to need less sleep. So for those of us who have children or kiddos that are school age, they probably need 9 to 11 hours of sleep. Whereas adults and seniors, we probably need somewhere between seven to nine hours of sleep. And I know some of you are saying, I don't need that much sleep, or you think you don't need that much sleep. But I can honestly tell you that as I have prioritized sleep and as my sleep habits have improved, I've actually noticed a lot of positive improvements in my mood, my mental clarity, and just my overall energy. Yeah, you know, I, I think that lots of people that I know um, are saying I there's no way I could get as a mom, wife, you know, we, I, there's no way I can get eight hours, seven. seven to nine hours as the as the guidelines show here. And I think that, yes, you can. Um, and I know that there, everybody's situation is different, but it's a back to that prioritization. So, um, you know, specifically for for me, uh, having three kiddos, all very active, all in school, you know, I prioritize their sleep. And in doing so, I prioritize my sleep. So we'll talk about what I do probably later, but let's talk a little bit more about why sleep is important. Uh, so these are just a few reasons why sleep is important. And I, again, we definitely won't be able to focus on everything that sleep can impact. But I wanted to share a few of the physiological impacts that occur when you you actually don't get enough sleep. Um, so a couple of things that we can touch on today, and I know it's important to anyone who's looking at their health, which is we mentioned the impacts on your metabolism if you're not getting enough sleep, that it can impact your memory and impairment. Um, I can actually, you know, share that there have been times in the past, especially when I was a resident, that I could fall asleep literally at a stoplight, which it was not good for the safety of myself or for other drivers around me. And if you look at some of these other physiologic impacts of sleep deprivation, you can definitely see that prioritizing sleep is important if you're prioritizing whole health and your health and wellness. Mm -hmm. I, I agree, Daphne. I think, you know, what, what a few things that stick out to me are uh, slower reaction times and that attention deficit, you know, we all get cranky. So the mood alterations is definitely key. But uh, I remember that um, being a new mom, I know back in the day when I was a new mom, it was just sleep deprivation was just part of life. And so we 
fueled it again with caffeine. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. do you want to talk about, we probably don't have enough time to talk about sleep and nutrition. (laughs) So we probably don't have enough time to talk about sleep and nutrition, but that is one that we should think about. Um, So I'm sure that people are having questions about what about caffeine and what about nicotine and what about chocolate and how many hours should I wait between eating and going to bed? And these are all important questions. And let me ask you a good question. Have you ever, whether it's you were up late with the kiddos because they weren't well, or you were traveling for work and you didn't get enough sleep, did you have the munchies the next day? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Daphne. Yes. And it's, it was just, uh, I didn't know what I want. And this just happened. Uh, you know, I had to travel for work and lots of flight delays because of storms coming in. Mm-hmm. And so didn't really have a good dinner or meal because of that, uh, came home and it was like, I was eating everything that I could see and that I thought would make me feel more, you know, content. And I think that, yeah, that's definitely one thing we probably need to cover because I was like, oh boy, this is not going to be good. And you know what? I think I'm not going to feel good while I sleep. And when I wake up the next morning, I knew that was going to happen. So I'll touch on just a couple of things. Um, One, it's not just you. So our appetite for um, calorie rich and processed foods, which, you know, we kindly call crap, calorie rich (laughs) and processed, C-R-A-P. Yeah, it is crap. It, it increases when you're sleep deprived. Yeah. Um, sleep deprivation impacts two important hormones that are associated with weight management. And many of us have heard about them in the lay press or on Instagram, and they're called leptin and ghrelin. And I think of leptin as the hormone that causes you to leave the table. Mm-hmm. And ghrelin is the hormone that causes you to go to the table. It's like just my gremlin. little way of remembering them. I'm not an endocrinologist, I'm not a sleep specialist, but I can definitely share that there are ample data to support the feelings that you have, which are that when you are sleep deprived, you do tend to crave those more highly processed sugar-rich foods. Mm-hmm. And it does it it's a result of changes in your body's balance between leptin and ghrelin. And I'll leave it there for today. I think this would be another great expanded conversation, but do know it's not just you, it's your physiology. And the goal is to try and maintain your normal nutrition habits and then get some normal sleep. Yeah. It's, I know that I know it's tough. So maybe the next time we could talk about some tips on how to stay on track because uh, it, it is really tough. And especially when you're traveling with other people who don't have, who are, don't really care you know, don't have dietary restrictions. It's also difficult too, you know? So, but anyway, we're, uh, we're, this is our rapid fire, like I said. Um, So Daphne, do you have any tips? Uh, You know, can you share some of these lifestyle, uh, lifestyle changes that we can leverage them? Like some little tips that would help us with sleep? In the interest of time, I'll pop this slide and I'll just share a couple. And um, I I will definitely confess that I was not always an advocate of all of these, but I will say as I've implemented them, I have found net positive changes in my sleep pattern. So one of them, and I know it's going to be hard, 
is to turn off your electronics one or two hours before bedtime. And not just yours, but think about your kiddos too. Uh, there's lots of reasons why this is, has a, a net positive benefit, whether it's de-stressing, whether it's the stimulation, whether it's the light exposure, but try to think about turning off your, your digital devices. And if you can't get that one to two hours, start with 30 minutes, mm-hmm. small steps. Another one that we've talked about before is get outside, get that daylight, get that sun exposure so that you can get your daily dose of sunshine, get your physical activity, and that can also positively contribute to better sleep in the evening. We also want to think about not eating too close to bedtime. Mm -hmm. So if you can think about two to three hours between your last meal and going to bed, If you have issues with heartburn, you may want to increase that time, but Mm -hmm. definitely talk to your healthcare provider if you have symptoms related with heartburn. Watch what you eat in terms of your caffeine, your nicotine, your alcohol consumption. Those can also impact your sleep. I uh, Part of it was going through menopause, but I actually found that making the room cool and dark at night Mm -hmm. improved my sleep. So now I actually set the thermostat at 65, curl up under my my sheet and my comforter, and have a wonderful night's sleep. Mm-hmm. And then the last tip is to develop a routine. Yeah. So it can be something as simple as turning off your electronics, and I'll, I'm sharing my personal routine, have a warm bath. I do my... Um, feet up the wall to try mm-hmm. and relax as a yoga pose. Yeah. I may use my Theragun to massage some of those achy muscles after our leg workout today. <laughs> and then I turn out the lights um, because sleep is so important. And I hope this conversation has whet your appetite for those of you listening or watching to learn more about sleep. And what definitely we will provide in our blog and in the show notes, some references to Dr. Matthew Walker's site, to the National Sleep Foundation, to other resources that talk more about sleep. But please think about sleep and its importance to your overall health and wellness. Thank you, Daphne. Those are all great tips and ones that I know you've shared with me before, and they have helped. One specifically I do every night now is the legs, feet up on the wall. I, it's so simple, and everybody has a wall. And everybody can lay down on the ground. (laughs) So it's super easy. Um, And so thank you so much for all of the tips. I think um, I would love for our viewers and listeners to, you know, comment and tell us some of the things that they've learned. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Also, please note this. All of these recordings are are on our blog. That's perfectlyplanted22.com. So perfectlyplanted22.com. We also are on Instagram on our handle is at it's perfectly planted and on Facebook, which is just perfectly planted. So we thank you all so much for joining us today. Daphne, thank you so much for all the tips. They were wonderful and can't wait for the next time. Take care, everyone, and be well.